Weekend Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Weekend Show. My name is Ken Kidney, and I have the great pleasure of being joined by my gainfully employed co-host, Garrett. Say hello to our loyal listeners, Garrett. I feel like that's like backhandedly put there. Like you should like retcon all the old episodes. It's like terribly unemployed, horrible guy, Gar. Social sponge. Yeah. Leech. Hmm. Maybe I should just retroactively apply those to our previous episodes. (laughs) Instead of nice things, it's just like all mean things. Uh, The point is, Gar is no longer a wretch on society. Uh, As we've discussed, I think for the third time, less of a wretch on society. (laughs) Slightly less. (laughs) Only slightly. Very slightly. Coming up on the show this week, we discuss our love-hate relationship with the young adult genre and its most famous offspring, the dystopian franchise. Gar's very excited about this one. Ooh, yay, dystopian films, my fave. Lol. <laughs> Netflix makes a uh, a comeback. Gar, it's it's yeah. been a while. I think it's been at least three weeks since we've had Netflix. Yeah, it's it's coming out of retirement for one more segment, Gar. For the next, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mick Foldy comes back for one, still there for three years later. Uh, and don't worry, we we will give you the rundown of our favorite stories of the week in Who News Best. Just in case you're wondering, I I, I could actually hear our listeners listening with bated breath. They were actively like. <gasps> What's the first segment going to be? Oh no. If it's not, who knows best? I'm going to lose my shit. Do you think we, we've been around long enough that, you know, if we make format changes, people will be mad? I don't know. We, we've never had much uh, interaction on Twitter. No. I mean, we have lots of interaction on All Twitter. All the time. But if you listen to the show, come at us on Twitter. Twitter, on us. Okay, Facebook. Not Facebook. Facebook's not really interactive, is it? No, but if you want to, if you, if you prefer Facebook, we have a Facebook because we're pretty... We're pretty legit. We're multi-social in that regard. Yeah, we're, we're we're taking this very seriously. We're on many, many platforms. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook's TWSKK as well. It's TWSKK everywhere. TWSKK. You, you, you'll find us everywhere. Yeah. We should yeah. just say that from now on instead of plugging them all individually. Except yeah. YouTube. I don't think our YouTube is TWSKK, but I haven't updated that in like four months. So. Don't, don't be lazy, girl. Yeah. I need video editing software. That's my problem. Well... Because I was using the Camtasia free trial, and when that ran out, I didn't have anything. Well, I'm sure there's like I needed to do very little. I literally just needed to put a, an image on the background of the audio, and then just upload it as an MP4 or whatever. Surely you could is. find something to do that, guy. I surely could. Our YouTube channel because I literally need to do zero editing. <laughs> Our YouTube is of the the most paramount paramount, I should say. Yeah. Importance. I'm so mad at you for not for not YouTubing. That, that I can't even say words right now. Our right? most watched videos are Imagine Dragon concert videos. <laughs> yes, which uh, please don't sue us. Yeah, that's uh, that's Ed. Well, actually, Ed shouldn't sue us because they're his videos. Uh, Ed. But uh, yeah, we plug that every week. And like every week, I'm like, Gary, are you going to do the YouTube? And he's like, of course I am. Yeah. I even something like the week we did Batman, I'm like, oh, I'll make sure I get the Batman review up on YouTube because that could gain some a little traction on YouTube. If people type Batman versus Superman review is in, but then I forgot because I didn't have video editing software. I reminded you. Yeah. And I still didn't do it. <laughs> and even last week, he's like, oh, WrestleMania review. That's that's a good thing to throw up on YouTube, you know, could get a few hits. But yeah, I forgot again. Actually, uh, last week's or this week's, in fact, uh, WrestleMania episode is one of our most listened to in a while. So yeah, thank you for listening. Our best first week in a while. Yeah, so uh, I- I'm glad you enjoyed it. If Pretty you sure enjoyed- only half of them were me. If it, uh, <laughs> and half were me. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you enjoyed it, uh, let us know what you what you thought on Twitter at TWSKK. And forget about Facebook, according to Gar. Yeah. But if you want to talk to us on Facebook, it's also at TWSKK. In fairness, it's now a thing that people are abandoning Facebook slowly but surely. 
You think so? Yeah. Kind of like Bebo? Yeah. Essentially, once your parents get onto the social media thing, that's when the kids begin to move elsewhere. Where do they go now? Well, Snapchat, Instagram. That's not really a social network. It's just kind of a gimmick. It is. I guess so. You, you be, and WhatsApp does a lot of what Facebook did. Like people so. communicate with one another on WhatsApp now. Which though Facebook own WhatsApp, don't they? They do. Yeah. So really, who cares? They don't care. And a lot of people Instagram these days, which is also owned by Facebook. Yeah. Curse them. And their money. Damn you, Zuckerberg. Being able to buy things. We're we're going to get to our top story in a little bit, Gar. But, mm. uh, you know, let's not break, break with tradition. How was your week? Uh, American Idol ended this weekend. It did. I, I, I didn't care about American Idol for 14 seasons. And while you were editing this podcast one day, I watched it and I became emotionally invested. And I watched this whole season. Was it because it's the last season, Gar, and you, you knew that it was your last chance? Yeah. And it's like, it's a pop culture institution. Like, it really was a phenomenon in its day. Yeah. And now it's gone. For about two, three years, maybe. I'll give it 2020 latest. At the latest, 2020, it'll be back. Actually, the ratings went up. I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised. They're like, only fooling. We just wanted you to care about it again. Because this is the television industry, Ken, where there are literally no new ideas. So no. Fox will be sitting there in 2018, looking at their schedule, thinking, geez, we really need something. And they'll go, American Idol. And they'll bring it back. And it's like two or three nights of television a week, isn't it? It was. Yeah. It got bumped down to one toward the end. Yeah. It did used to be a, a live show and a results show. This season had like six uh, less weeks than other uh, seasons as yeah, well. It was even shorter. It was abridged. But yeah, in two years time, they'll bring it back and they'll bring it back with probably Simon Cowell or some, some kind of gimmick like that. Oh, with the original judges or something. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, poor Harry Connick Jr. who got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one of the current judges are replaced. It's either, let's face it, Harry Connick Jr. is the least famous. Yeah. Like J-Lo's probably going to stay in. Like Keith She's Urban. got nothing else to do. Keith Urban's Australian. Who cares about, or is he New Zealandish? He's uh, Australian, but like. He's, he's, I think he's New Zealand born, Australian raised. One of those people. Yeah. He was on like talent shows in Australia. That's how he broke, broke in. Yeah, well, no, I think it was a country music thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're going to send them back now in a box. And I don't know a single Keith Urban song. Since they don't need them anymore. I couldn't name you a single Keith Urban song. I'm thinking... And, like, in his, in his genre, he is super successful, so I won't begrudge him that. But, like, same with Harry Connick Jr. Name a Harry Connick Jr. song. Harry Connick Jr. is, like, a, a B-rate buble, really. I thought he was, like, an actor. That's what I thought he was. Yeah, he is. He was in Will and Grace? He was in a bunch of stuff. Like, he, like he kind of gave up on the old music for a while. Yeah. But then he got the American Idol kick, and it's like, yeah, they, they, I like that as a judging panel. Though they seem like nice guys. Uh, one of the episodes I watched the the you know the auditions phase. Yeah. Harry, Con Harry Connick Jr. Uh, was handcuffed for the entire audition of this cop. He's just like handcuff me, and he regretted it because he couldn't feel his hand hands. <laughs> Handcuffs are tight. They hurt. They are. Yeah, and she didn't. She didn't. Uh, she didn't hold back. So Harry Connick Jr. Uh, just like just looked like a criminal <laughs> for, for the entire audition i do and like for the finale show they brought back like dozens and dozens of former american idols to sing yeah and like literally at the start it's like here are the people who were in the finalists and then like two hours later it's like here's your winner but they disappeared for the two hours between that yeah so it's just like oh remember freaking what's her name carrie underwood Ooh. um brian dunkelman came back or made some kind of appearance yeah you know the guy who was like the co-host for the first season got he quit he quit yeah he didn't jump the the rumors he he jumped before he was pushed yeah but he jumped he did he quit he's just like nah and then Ryan Seacrest became a multi multi millionaire from it yeah and a big 
big star host, probably like the biggest, uh, you know, sh- uh, you know, r- variety or 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 host in 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 the U.S. I would say. Yeah, and, and he, like, he was nothing when he got that show. Yeah, and then he got the gig on E, and he produces a lot of the shows on E now. So he's actually like a gajillionaire. Like. Yeah. So wealthy man. Uh, well, uh, Dunkle Man does stuff in Las Vegas and Atlantic City sometimes. Yeah. And he, he hosts, I think, Family Feud Live in Atlantic City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, he does, uh, you know, stand up comedy around Los Angeles, probably for free. Yeah. Uh, Trent Harmon won, Ken. I'm sure you're, you're happy to know. Yeah. He beat uh, La Portia Renee. I, I, I actually, I was actually looking this up earlier because I, I had heard it, it. It ended this week. And I was like, La Portia, which is spelled L A apostrophe. Yep. Those names can have apostrophes, apparently. Of course. P O R S C H A or something like that. I think N C H E. Yeah, uh, it's just like, what the hell? It's not a name. But it, it raises a good point, Gar. In the history of Idol, all fifteen winners, how many were female, Gar? Three, four, four. Who's the fourth? Uh oh, there's five, maybe. Fan- did Fantasia win? Fantasia won. Okay, so Kelly so, Clarkson. Yeah, Carrie Underwood. Fantasia. Um, Jordan Sparks. Yeah. And there was this other girl who won in a later season. And who cares? Yeah. In fairness, like literally no one after, I suppose Scotty McCreary became a thing. Yeah. He was season 10, I think. I checked his uh, Wikipedia recently. He he works. Yeah. He's he's like a legit, he sells albums. Yeah. Whereas I think bar that, you have to go as far back as Carrie Underwood for a winner that did well. Philip Phillips does okay. Does he? Yeah. He's a stupid name though. Yeah. Why, why, why would your parents be that cruel to his do that? His name too? is two first names twice. Well, like Kelly Clarkson, that show like endured partially because she's like a legit superstar. Yeah, she like she goes uh, she couldn't be at the final because she's super pregnant. Yeah, uh, but when she was there a few weeks before, she yeah. recorded like a medley of her hits, and she's like, and I was like, she has a lot of hits. She does have a lot of memorable hits, yeah. and uh, and it's good to have the first person be a success because um, yeah. the British version of the X Factor was won by God, I can't even remember his name. Yeah, Steve Brookstein. I just got it. Yeah, pulled it out. It wasn't until Leon Lewis won with the same song. Yeah, she 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 did um Kelly Clarkson's song. Yeah, uh, a moment like this. That was the side. That was Kelly Clarkson's American Idol song. Exactly. So so it's just like yeah, worked for Kelly Clarkson and it worked. It worked for Leona Lewis too. But the thing is, where is Leona these days? I don't know. She did a song for Final Fantasy thirteen. I think she was like. I think she had a fight with Simon Cowell and Simon Cowell was like, "That's it. You're not famous anymore. Yeah, you're out of psycho." That's the thing. Simon Cowell literally decides whether you're famous or not anymore. They did a documentary on Tuesday. Yeah. And Simon Cowell had a soundbite. It's like, look, I went into this show thinking this is a vehicle for my th- my uh, my uh, thing to pick up talent. And then I, I sell them to the world. That's all this was to me. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. But uh, there's something else you wanted to talk about before we get down to business care. The Star Wars Rogue One trailer dropped yesterday. It did. I haven't watched it yet, so... It's a good trailer. Take the wheel, Gar. Yeah, it's solid like trailer. That? Do you like that? Because uh, uh, why? Carrie Underwood has a song called "Jesus Take the Wheel." I don't know that. Damn it! I don't know any Carrie Underwood songs. That was solid. Just work. like I don't know any Scotty McCreary songs. If you know Carrie Underwood, that's a solid, solid pun. Or Ruben, what's his name? Stuttered. Stuttered. Yeah. Be was, Clay Aiken in the final. Yeah. Which was uh, neither of them have really gone. They they both gone on to like B list celebrity fame. And they sold a few albums, and he yeah. he still sells albums in his genre. And Clay Aiken ran for Congress and, and lost failed miserably. But he ran in a in a kind of a, a, a gay man state. in a very southern conservative state. Yeah, he didn't have. He said, in fairness, 
I admire his his like his his bravery. Most of the time, <laughs> courage in these states, the incumbent has a huge advantage anyway. Yeah, so. it's like seventy or eighty percent, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, Rogue One is another film with a woman in it. A female lead. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Do you remember her name? I don't. Yeah, I should. Cares? We should. You know, research. <laughs> research. Yeah, but I saw yesterday on Twitter there are people who are mad because this is another film that has a female lead. I know. I saw this. It's like. It's what? Like, it's 2016. Yeah. Uh, like, and the thing is, like, it's not like I, w- I would agree if, uh, if, if it was tokenism, it was for the sake of it. But mm. Daisy Ridley did a great job in, in Star Wars. Yeah, I'm sure this lady whose name I can't remember, who's also British, yeah. um, will do a great job in this one, too. Yeah. And it ties into the, the overall universe, I'm told. So uh, it's before it's set before or football, what is episode four now, A New Hope? Yeah, uh, it's set at the, you know the way they had the plans for the Death Star, and that's the reason that that sets that whole film in motion. Yeah, this is them getting the plans for the Death Star. Interesting. So it ties into the continuity. Rumors yeah. of a James Earl Jones appearance as well. Ooh, yeah, Vader. Vader yeah, because well, it's it's set in the the past, if you will. I like how they're like we're gonna do a completely different universe, not universe, but like spin-off, spin-off films, yeah. but new characters, and you know, standalone usually. New, you know, standalone, and then they're like. Yeah, but like it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like we talked about WrestleMania, Gar. It's kind of like, yeah, you have to. We have our new guys, but nobody wants to see you, so we'll just throw in Darth Vader. Yeah, but it's 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 like the same. But this, uh, episode seven did a very good job of here's Han Solo and here's Chewbacca and here's Leia and Luke, but they're not the important part of the film. Yes, unlike WrestleMania, where they they <laughs> were the important part of WrestleMania. Yeah, the they they were kind of there there to pass the torch to uh, to smooth the transition. Although and in, fair- and in fairness, like they'll put Vader in it if he's in it. They'll put him in like at the at the end of a trailer, like that Spider Man trailer, Spider Man and Civil War. He'll pop up at the end, and the internet will go crazy. They will go nuts, and literally, it will literally break the internet. Don't say break the internet. Nothing breaks the internet. Oh, the internet right. is ginormous. Car, it's just a, it's just a cool phrase. Also, even talking about the internet as as like one collective group, the internet is, is no longer a niche. The internet is not 1992 with seven people on a message board that you have to spend 15 minutes to get into, and you can only type one message at a time. That's not the internet anymore. It's it's freaking probably over a billion people now. It's the internet a, has changed. It's just a turn of phrase, Gary. It's it's a wrong turn of phrase. Frames. Frames isn't the word. I've got myself. You're, I've worked myself all, into a shoot can. You're all in tizzy, Gar. I'm fired up. Just calm down. Anyway, women. They can be in films. They can have their own roles. Shut up. Relax. Yeah. Chill out. But like, the funny thing is, they'll be like, "Oh, these start failures in it," and he'll probably be in it for like a minute and a half. Yeah, he'll just be going, "No." Do you like my Vader? Do, you, like you do a Vader. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna put my hands in front of my mouth. I am Vader. Uncanny! It's like James Earl Jones is in the room. Yeah, they don't even have to get him to do it. Just get no. someone else to do that. Just get me to do that. Yeah, I'll just do it. I'll do, <laughs> it, for... do it for free, Disney. Yeah, and we all know Disney love cheap labor. They do. If like, and if you if you like complain about working conditions or you know you know artistic vision, then or want more money for a sequel, then they just go like, yeah, bye. bye. <laughs> yeah, suck at Terrence Howard. <laughs> Case in point, Edward Norton as well. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, women can be in films. Stop getting it up in a fuss. But enough about women now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, suck at women. Moving on to something who hates women. <laughs> uh, let's have some stories, shall we? Yeah, you're breaking our rule, Ken. But all oh, right. Okay. More on that in a second. Yes. Let me let me pitch it first, then we'll go there. Fine. We begin with our top story in a little segment we like to call "Who News Best." 
Trumpomania has been running wild as of late, and as much as we try to avoid he who must not be named on our humble podcast. You just named him. <laughs> you just said Trumpomania. I said Trumpomania. I didn't say his, his <laughs> the name. The name is in it. <laughs> I, I implied, Gary. And as, as John Oliver suggested, the power is in the name, not in his substance, because, well, he has none. True. But as much as we try to avoid talking about him, we are still fascinated by his followers. Yeah, we're as doing... As in, how? Yep. So, uh, just when we thought that we'd encountered his craziest uh, uh, follower, what would you call them? Devotee. Devotee. Uh, I was going to think of a... Loon. Like, it's like a cult, so I was trying to think of like... Uh, yeah, follower. That yeah. works. Yeah. Sorry. Follow- the, the first thing I said. Cults generally have followers. Uh a new crazy contender has stepped up guard to take the title. Yep. Uh, so there's this gentleman named Joseph Hornick. Hornick is a funny name. From New Jersey. America has funny names. It does. Because there's like very, very little thing as, as such as a, as an American name. Because America is, a, is literally a nation of immigrants. Mm-hmm. So it's like you always get weird, funny American names. You do. But uh, Joseph Hornick has a big, huge Donald Trump flag uh, attached to his house. Why? Because he's a fan of Donald Trump, I guess. How can you reasonably be a fan of Donald Trump? Well, yeah. there, there's a section of people's brains, dumb people's brains. Right. That just like he just appeals to. He's just like banning all foreigners. And in fairness, um, the Americans are for a, a very mixed uh, bag of people. They are very xenophobic. Yeah, it's kind of driven into them, though, isn't, yeah. it, isn't it? Protect They're, our borders. Fear the foreigners. And they, they talk about freedom more than anything anybody I've ever heard. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's like doth protest too much. <laughs> you don't have to talk about freedom that much. Like I've I've never thought of myself as being a free person, but I am. But that's just not something I think about. You know? No, it's just well, it's not something you should take for granted. But it's yeah. not something that you should literally fear or fear monger about the whole time but like you look at trump and he is he is in no way qualified to lead a country like no way whatsoever not only is he massively racist against like all mexicans and not muslims because he's not racist against muslims it's brown people because let's face it when when you're implementing that that policy of let's keep all muslims out of our country who do you interrogate ken not the white guy. You don't ask him as he a Muslim. It's brown people. But there's white Muslims as well, you know. There is. There's lots of them, and all power to them because they're just people with religious beliefs who are practicing their religion. So don't kick them out of a country because of extremists. You don't people see people kicking out freaking Christians because of the Crusades, do you? But like, he's the thinnest skinned human being I've ever seen. Yeah. Like literally, say one thing about him, and he'll go on and on and on about it. Can you he, imagine? Putin? He'll threaten to sue you, as, yeah, as as John Oliver said. Yeah. Can you imagine what Putin or anybody that's like, <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Like when you make uh, Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong Un. Un. Eel was the old one. I know. I got it. Look reasonable is my point. Well, reasonable. Not reasonable. <laughs> Look, but like when you take attention away from them, like, then you have to be pretty bonkers. Putin. Is not a stupid human being. No. Kind of crazy, but he's a smart man. But Kim, Kim Jong-un. Actually, Kim Jong-un is Western educated, isn't he? Yeah, he was, re- he was educated in guess where, Gar? London. London. Yeah. The Western world, yeah. I knew that. Oh. But yeah, Trump is just dumb. And every, uh, he, he has followers who naturally are just going to do stupid things because he appeals to people's worst instincts. Now, that's that's anything else about him. That's what I hate most. I hate people that appeal to people's basest instincts. You know, so they're lizard brains. They're tiny lizard brains that go fear all people. Everything is terrible. 
this dumb, stupid hairdo man is, is our savior. And he preys on it. The point is, um, Mr. Hornick put up a flag, which could be considered p- political advertising, which is not allowed. This is why I banned Trump. He gets me too fired up. <laughs> this is good discourse, Gar. What do you mean political advertising is it not allowed, though? Um, local officials said that the flag violates an ordinance prohibiting the display of political signs more than 30 days ahead of an election. Ah, okay. Because I was thinking, you know, like the kind of those yard signs are kind of a hallmark of American elections. Yeah, but the, the New Jersey primary is until June 7th. Yeah. So he's not allowed to do it at the moment. So he's allowed to put his flag up in another two months. Yeah. Well, another month and a half. Uh, so he's risking a 2000 fine. And Actually, only another month. Jeez, it's near to the middle of April. It is. Time is flying. Our lives are, are slowly dwindling away like sand in an hourglass but he's risking a two thousand dollar fine and uh if he doesn't comply soon it could be 90 days in prison (laughs) for having a giant trump flag to 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 support donald trump he's been quoted as saying it could uh, the fine could be a million dollars it's never coming down what he said he said they could literally fine him a million dollars he's not taking the flag down why uh why would you like trump like why i don't understand it ken because like Politics, and I, 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 I disliked it during our election when someone called our election boring. Yeah, it should be. This is talk talking about like fiscal policy and what to do uh, with our pension problems in the future and freaking national security and education and, and education. This stuff should be super boring because it is. Because like, the important. details of this stuff, it's important. So that's why it's boring. Yeah, the nitty gritty of this stuff is is extraordinarily technical and extraordinarily boring. And that's what this just that's what politics should be. It's not reality television. It's not the most entertaining hairdo. Because that's what Donald Trump is. He's a hairdo who who can cut a promo. We said this before, Gar, but do you think if he's the nominee, like the the whole election would be like a season of the apprentice? Yeah. On NBC. That's what it is. It's like, oh, Ted Cruz, you're fired. Now it's the final, him against Bernie or Hillary. Probably Hillary. Yeah, Bernie Bernie has momentum though, though I don't like Bernie. Reminds me too much of like Obama. But in the wrong way, where he's a lot of like catchphrases and buzzwords, but very little substance behind it. And that was kind of exposed there during the week where he, he was asked kind of the details on his plans to like uh, control Wall Street. And he had very little, Ken. And that's supposed, to be his, that's supposed to be his like, his like area, isn't it? Yeah, like, like the, the his, his big kind of rallying call is like, oh, Wall Street banks, we have to control them. And they should be made suffer and pay. But when it's like, so what can you do legally as president? What kind of powers do you have? And he's just like, either I don't know, which this is your plan. You're proposing this to the American people. That should be, you should at least have some top level details or like things that he cannot legally do. You know, the most terrifying as well thing about this as well is his, his, his followers will see this, see him floundering and totally not knowing what he's doing whatsoever. And they'll be like, I'm still voting for him. Yeah, he still knows. He says the things that everyone thinks. It's like, I don't know. Is that what everyone thinks? I yeah. don't know. And uh, so can moral the story. Political apathy. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, Hornick uh, had originally agreed to take the flag down, but then he decided after talking to his lawyer, screw that, First Amendment and all this stuff. So some lawyers like money, 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 money. Oh, lawyers. Uh, uh, the Huffington Post reached out to Hornick for a comment. Uh, not surprisingly, he declined. Although, I was kind of surprised by that, because usually those Trump supporters like any excuse to talk about nonsense. He wrote about it on Facebook. He did. You think he talked to the Huffington Post at least to keep us 15 minutes in the sun. But uh, he's scheduled to appear in court on April 20th. And uh, he, yeah, as again, he's facing some quite significant jail time just uh, for a Trump flag. 
and Trump will probably go like, uh, he probably won't even speak about him ever. Trump will go talk about how he can shoot him, shoot somebody, and still be elected again. Yeah, he's like, oh, thanks to that guy for going to prison for me. Not <laughs> like, it, uh, like he'll probably ask in a press conference if some, if if like, do you know who uh this Hornet guy is? He's like, who? Yeah, <laughs> in fairness, he does that about people he knows. So, and that'd be pretty funny because I, I like to think uh, he, he envision him sitting in a jail cell going, "Yeah, Trump," and then, like they ask him about him, like it's my moment, and he's like, "I don't know who that guy is." <laughs> It'll crush his world. <laughs> but moving on, net 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 picks will have to go away, Ken. It might have to go away, girl. Yeah, we'll have to, to kill net picks. It'll be the last edition, like you said earlier. Oh no, that was who knew best. No, no Netflix. It was Netflix. No, no, yeah, Netflix will be gone, dead. Because uh, if you're fond of a binge on Netflix, can get ready to cough up as the internet streaming service gets ready to quietly raise its price for longtime subscribers. Yeah. So this has already happened for new subscriber uh, subscribers mm-hmm. uh, uh, since December. But basically, uh, and they're doing it in a very sneaky way. Like they're raising it from seven seven ninety nine to nine ninety nine, which just doesn't seem like a lot. But it's like for their standard package, which is their most popular one. Yeah. But and when you look at it. Like, a 7 can be confused for a 9. Especially if you cross... Even if you don't cross your 7s. Do you cross your 7s? I do cross my 7s. I also cross my 7s. I wonder if there's anything about people that cross their 7s. We're highly intelligent. That's it. Yeah. I Because I'm relatively certain I, I started crossing my 7s after my 4th class teacher did. I don't yeah. think I crossed 7s before that. I think... I remember one of my teachers doing it too. And me thinking that was a, what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So I'm just going to cross my 7s. So maybe it's it's simple as... Oh, the teacher does it. I'll, I'll do it too. Or... There's like some deeper psychological thing that's like got to cross my sevens. Next week, we talk about uh, why people cross their sevens in, in our main segment. Yeah. If you cross your sevens, hit, hit us up on Twitter. I might start a Twitter poll. Do you cross your sevens? On on Twitter at TWSKK. Just, yeah. uh, so we're going to do a Twitter poll. Please answer. So for the sake of science, yeah. if not anything. And then uh, give us a detailed psychological background. And then we'll do the research. We'll uh, assign the people who uh, said yes or no uh, to psychological traits. And it'll be just as much quack science as all those psychological studies are. Exactly. <laughs> I hate those. Yeah. Before we get into Netflix. You know the work things that you do, the, the kind of questionnaires that assign you character traits? Yeah. It's like, that's bullshit. You can't work out character traits based, based on these questions. And if you can, you're lying. But basically what you're doing is, is you're trying to file everyone into the dis- these discrete character, you know, profiles. And yeah. it's like... People are nuanced. They don't fit into boxes. Extraordinarily nuanced. If you, and, and you, can't, you can put them in boxes based on meeting them and talking to them as a human being. It's like, this is what I think of that person based on my impression. Not answering arbitrary questions, which usually encourage people to lie. So you're, you're actually rewarding people for lying probably more often than not. Uh, like, in fairness, we all do it. Like, it's like, you, you're, you look at the question, you're like, this might make me look bad if I answer it truthfully. Yeah, well, I did one. There was a question that said, have you ever, or uh, to what degree, uh, because it was on a scale of one to five. But it's like, is there a time where you've slacked off at work? And it's just like, who's going to say yes? It's like, you're just like convinced your boss is going to read that and come down and fire you. Yeah, and realistically, the answer for everyone on earth is yes. Because yeah. if you've never slacked off at work ever, you're lying. And you're, you're probably, like, the most anal human being ever, or, like, the, mo- the most, like, I don't know. The point is, you're not a real person if yeah. you haven't slacked off at work. All right, Netflix increasing their price. Yeah, the service, they had been holding off to, on this uh, for, for its loyal subscribers because they feared a bit of a, a revolt. Um, yeah. But they're hitting a time of year when, like, like you know, Daredevil came out, House of Cards, Kimmy Schmidt is coming back. So they're kind of doing it a time of year when they're kind of forcing people's hands because people... Or, or people kind of have, like, 
uh, they've just watched Daredevil and House of Cards and in their head they're like I have a larger value of Netflix than usual yeah so that's the idea or the people who haven't watched it it's like I haven't watched Daredevil yet so they're, exactly. they're not gonna they're, they're smart I mean this this increase is coming to into effect in May so if you're uh, listening get it all in now guys yeah you have you have t- 22 days to watch all of Netflix it's gonna affect 17 million people that's how many people are on the standard plan it's like their, it's like you know it's their bread and butter plan basically that's the one that everyone picks those are US prices and numbers I wonder what they are in the UK and Ireland because I assume they're they're increasing the prices across the board I'm pretty yeah. sure they are and the thing is that's that's the kind of point I was gonna make you probably won't even notice because they they're they're very bad for actually sending out information on price hikes like I used to get a surely legally they have to they, they should but like i used to get a For, especially when it's kind of like direct debit kind of deal yeah i used to get an email saying like oh we've you know we've taken your monthly uh, subscription but they, i haven't got one of those in months yeah and uh so like you, you could be watching netflix for months before realizing that you've paid more for it especially on direct debit <laughs> uh they don't like like i've never seen them like i've been a member of netflix for a while you know but when they've had these price hikes i've never seen them advertise on their site no pop-ups nothing like that yeah i do think legally they'd have to tell you there's probably Surely something in their like, in their in their bump on their in their terms of service that says that we don't have to notify you or something like yeah or like if we don't notify you we're not legally you know culpable or something like that yeah. but we're getting very technical okay um so uh yeah that's basically it. we just wanted to tell you because yeah we're, you know, we're, we're telling you what netflix won't it's like yeah we're we are champions of journalism and truth and people we feel champions of the people champions of the people we feel like we have a moral and ethical responsibility to to deliver the truth and deliver the hard-hitting facts to our our listeners so you're welcome yeah so yeah in fairness like the the only reason i mentioned this is because probably 100 percent of our listeners have netflix so <laughs> it's important to know because <laughs> they seg- a segment in our show hinges on netflix basically yeah. both of mine are this week are netflix things but uh We'll get to that in a minute, Gar. Yep, in just a moment. One more story. One more story. This is a this one is my favorite this week. I think it's 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 pretty nifty. Kind of weird, but nifty. So, um, have you ever wondered what it's like to live in Sweden? Well, wonder no more. Yeah, you can call someone and they'll tell you. Yeah, like literally, you, <laughs> that's a thing you can do. Sweden, as a country, now has its own phone number. Yeah. The quirky announcement is the work of the Swedish Tourist Association, which has created the number as a 250th anniversary tribute. So they've been waiting a long time for this, this, this tribute to the country's abolishment of censorship. That's a very strangely specific thing to pay tribute to. Yeah. Did they do it every year? Did they like every year they pick something to just like, yeah, we this don't is the cen- thing we did. We in fairness, 250 years ago is pretty good to, to like we had censorship in the 70s. Yeah, we had censorship. Like um, the, film, the the governing body in Ireland is called uh, IFCO. That they don't govern Ireland, they govern. My, excuse me, films in Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> the, the film board governs all of Ireland with their acting director. Yeah, acting director who like this really bo- like the you know the the title card that flashes up telling you the rating of the film. Yeah, that that he he's been acting director for as long as I can remember. Like, literally, like he's been acting director. I think literally, yeah, as long as I've been seeing films, his name has been there. I can't really remember his name. Yeah, uh, Gerard Con- Connolly. Connolly, I think. I think I think it's Connolly. And and the question is, where's the director? Yeah. Does he have him in a co- uh, induced coma somewhere <laughs> so he can keep his 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 acting directorship? Acting director, yeah, he took him out. Or or is he is he keeping him in his basement like like Silence of the Lamb style? But the point is, um, 
IFCO up until like, probably the early to mid 2000s was called the Irish Film Censorship Office until yeah. they changed the ca- classification in the last few years. And like they're they're, they're pretty bad for censoring films. Yeah, they, like there's films up until kind of the mid 90s that were banned in Ireland and some that are kind of only getting unbanned now. Yeah. But uh, getting back to our point. We're uh, becoming a modern country one step at a time, guys. Give yeah, us a chance. Give us a chance. We're, we're only 100 years old. We let the gays do their thing last year, so, so we're good. That's a big tick in our box. Look at the shitty American laws in the last week. We're doing better than them. So the tourism board's CEO, Magnus Ling. That's such a... that's Magnus, that's such a Swedish name. It is. Isn't the, the, the world chess champion? I'm pretty sure he's Swedish. He's Swedish. Yeah. But his name is Magnus Magnusson. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's just like yeah. doubling down. Many countries try to limit communication between people. This is a quote from our our, our, our buddy Magnus, by the way. Directly to us. But to us, to when our when we call the number. <laughs> yeah. But before you open the dialer on your cell phone, be aware that the call is not toll free and you will be charged local and international rates. That's so Swedish. Stingy Swedes like, can't, can't <laughs> even pay for the phone line to get you to come to their country. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny. I just I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, you know, it's such a philosophical and like kind of a, a, a social experiment. And then it's just like, but uh, let's be sensible here. We're, That's we're, like so Swedish. We're not footing this bill. Like they're like the kings of sensible everything. Like Ikea is basically sensible furniture that looks kind of quirky. That's yeah. it. But uh, if you'd like to try it yourself, we can, we have the number for you right here. Yeah, I wanted to call the number, but Ken's like, no, we can't. The only reason I said no, Gary, is because it could be like a two-hour-long podcast because apparently everyone is trying to do this. I wanted to call the number for the podcast. So I read several articles that said if you call the number, you're waiting ages saying because it's this like thing on the phone saying, oh. You know, lots of people are calling Sweden at the moment. Please hold the line. And then when they get to someone, they, they get to someone who speaks Swedish and can't speak English. And this babbles for a while in Swedish. But surely the point of this is that the people on the line should speak, should speak English. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> dumb. And then another guy called it and he waited for ages. And then there's like, hello, 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 click. <laughs> so Sweden, uh, Sweden. Want, I wanted to call. I wanted to get some very good tourist advice for, for our listeners from the, from the Swedes directly. But Ken's like, no, we can't. What do, what do we think would happen? Like, hey, you're on our podcast. Say hello to the world. And they're like, <laughs> well, the world is a little... And then, he could shout hello in his room and he'd probably reach more people. Gosh. Uh, we Gosh. had 30 odd last week. Yeah. Thir- we, we're nearly 40. Yeah. Don't, don't mad put me. us down. <laughs> don't put us down. But uh, I digress. If you'd like to call Sweden yourself, you can call them. At, wait, we'll just get, well, I'll just wait a second so you can get a pen. Yep. Because this is vital. Or Google it. We're your primary source of information. Google, who uses that? Yeah. You okay. use the weekend show for all information. Okay, we've waited long enough. The number is 46 793 Just That's... say 46. Yeah, plus 46. Yeah, but I don't like people who say like numbers that they're listing, like phone numbers, as like number numbers. Because it's not 46. Gar- it's I was just about I was just about to do it again and I will do it the way you want yeah. it. You Nazi. Because you don't dial 46. They're individual numbers. You dial 46. <sighs> Plus four six seven one one seven nine three 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 six. Are you happy now? Say hello to them for us. Say hello to them for Tell us. Tell them we sent you there. Tell them we sent you there, and, and they'll be like, "Who?" <laughs> and ask them to listen to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, promote us, champion the podcast. But uh, if you do call Sweden and you get to talk to a Swedish person, let us know what it's like on Twitter at twskk. Or if you're Swedish and you listen, I don't remember ever seeing Sweden in our listener stats. No, we, I've seen like Azerbaijan, yeah, and Belarus. I don't yeah. remember ever seeing Sweden. We'll break Sweden one of these days, Gary. Maybe we have like Peruvians. Yeah. We're big in South America. Yeah, we're weird all over the place. And Eurasia. That brings our stories to an end for this week. 
we will hit the streets and get more scoops in time for you for next week. Scoops of ice cream? No, scoops of stories, guys. You can have ice cream. Yay! Stick around for a brand new edition of Netpicks coming up after a short break. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com slash TWSKK or find us on iTunes. Now it's time for Netpicks. You are very welcome back to the Weekend Show. The wait is finally over. It's time now again for the time-honored weekend show tradition that is Netflix. It's back, Gar. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Although if Netflix or Netflix keeps raising the price, we 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 will we will totally d- discontinue Netflix in the YouTube picks. YouTube picks <laughs> in protest. So if you if you like Netflix, go. We'll, we'll come up with a new pun. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Like, and we're very good at puns. Sure. Go ahead and pick it, Net. net- Net, okay, I, I'm picking. I, like, I'm trying to tell people to pick at Netflix, but I keep thinking Netflix because Netflix is so synonymous. Everyone loves Netflix. Yeah, it's the same thing, pretty much. Yep. We should charge start charging people nine ninety a month just for our for, for our picks. Yeah. It's like we're gonna charge you to go pay someone else for something. Genius. Yeah. That's like the perfect business. So Netflix, Netflix, yes. Yeah, you, you got I, it right. I got it right the first time, but I second guess myself. Uh, in case you haven't heard the show before, is your comprehensive guide to wasting time on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Every week we give two picks each. Two picks each to something we think is good and you should watch it. And it can be anywhere in the internet. Yeah, we usually cheat. Everything. It's basically everything. So we usually cheat. So it's it like a DVD that's available on Amazon. <laughs> or a book. But uh, let's get on with it. What have you got for our listeners this week, Gar? Community! I've been rewatching Community. What's Community? It's a, a sitcom that used to air on NBC, but now is on uh, Netflix, and I think it's on Hulu too. Hulu two or just Hulu? Just just Hulu. Hulu two isn't a thing yet, and it used to be on Yahoo Screen until the Community nearly single handedly drove them out of business. Brilliant. Yeah, I think they lost something like twenty four million on Community season. Yeah, and I think thirty odd million. Six. I think they lost thirty odd million in general, and like twenty of that was on Community. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. But Community Season 6 was pretty good, so... It had a lot of the elements that I liked about the show again. Yeah. Episodes were too long, though. They were. They're like 30, 35 minutes, right? Yeah. They? There's a reason 20 minutes technology are 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, that format works for 20 minutes. But, yeah, Community, I've been rewatching Season 1. And it's like, I forgot how sweet it was. It was sweet. It was simple. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, most of Season 1, like, pre-Modern Warfare, when Paintball sprung up, most of season one was literally just a sitcom about a community college. Exactly. Rather than a sitcom about weird niche ideas that happened to be set at a community college. Yeah. Which, that, not that there was anything wrong with the second one, because it, it became better, honestly. But I think you raised a good point, Gar. Basically, Dana Harmon started off trying to do a straight sitcom, and then yeah. when he, then it got cancelled, he just started going off the wall with all this stuff. Trying yeah. to... Basically, when, when it wasn't popular enough that he had to kind of keep in line, that he didn't want to upset people... You know, when, you, when you're doing very poor ratings, but not poor enough to be cancelled. Yeah. It's just like, there's no pressure on you, really. Yeah. So it's just like, go do whatever you want. But if you're like a highly popular show, like Two and a Half Men, if you deviate from that script, You'll one iota. The, the, the network will be like, you're driving viewers away. How dare you? Or I think, yeah, some networks are just happy to have these little cult shows that people love. And yeah. they, the, the, the people that love them, love them dearly, even though they're not in a great number. They're kind of a lost leader, really. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, especially like NBC, because NBC is like a struggling network, has been for years. But like these, they champion these kind of cult shows just because it kind of pulls people in and makes them think they're kind of progressive and they're kind of, yeah. they're different and quirky. Yeah, Community is a great show. 
watch it. Yeah. Or it's don't. On Netflix. Or you can buy it on DVD. I don't know. It's I on Yahoo screen. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo. Um, yeah. I like community. I like it too. I liked I liked it. I didn't like season four or five. But. I didn't mind season four that much. It had the puppet episode. It did. That's probably the only good episode, I would say. Is it good that it go on a holiday hair balloon adventure adventure and the air air balloon collapses to the ground? It's not bad. It's alright. Yeah. What's your first one, Ken? My one is uh Saturday Night Live on YouTube. That's a very broad recommendation. It's broad. Um like It's like me recommending Netflix and uh, Netflix. I said Netflix instead of Netflix. God damn it. You'll get there in the end, Gar. But uh, I've just been, like, mostly when I'm at work and I'm supposed to be working. So, because I'm a normal person, I procrastinate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I watch. I just go on. You YouTube. should admit it, Ken. <laughs> I go on YouTube and watch uh, Saturday Night Live sketches. On my breaks, of course. No. <laughs> um, but, like, and the great thing is, like, the great thing, thing is about YouTube, if you kind of watch a few of these sketches, like, on your home screen, you can kind of build up a cache of kind of recommendations. So, yeah. If you if you feel like going down a, a YouTube rabbit hole, you it's it's really easy to it's do. Far too easy. It's far too easy to start on YouTube and end up being there for seventeen hours having watched a bunch of Jimmy Fallon sketches on Saturday Night Live. But what I think is cool about it, they, they modern or old ones? Uh, modern, and they put some old ones up there as well. So like, like this is stuff they could probably sell, and they kind of just do it as a kind of way to promote the show. Who do you I, like that's on the show now? Um, I can't remember any of their names. Yeah, that's the thing. I like. But they actually have Keenan is still there, isn't he? Keenan's been there for like thirteen years. And the guy from that was on the Daily Show, that yeah. guy. Yeah, I like him. Yes, not so much I remember his name, but I like him. But they've got like a kind of they've always been good. Like like people think they lost their way, but they've always been good at kind of unearthing the next generation of comedic stars. If you look at your big comedians these days, a lot of them are alumni of the show. Yeah, in front of, those kind of shows are hard though. Yeah, it's like it's like literally a seven day a week job. Yeah, like uh, like comedy, that kind of comedy, which is kind of sketchy comedy. Yeah, that is hard. It's hard to do to to turn out new ideas every single week. It's not like you know a political uh, comedy show where you can sit there and just play a Donald Trump skit and make a funny face. Yeah, which you can kind of get away with on that kind of show because yeah. Trump just does something ridiculous and you just go, I don't have to say anything. Exactly. <laughs> You just set them up and knock them down. But it's uh, actually actively write skits with, with kind of concepts and, and structures and builds and chords and they, 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 that have to be funny. And, and it's hard. There's nothing worse than when it's it's dying as well because it's live. Yep. And you have to continue on with it or yep. try and call an audible, which is difficult. You know. Because you had a sketch comedy troupe for a while, Ken. Yeah. Harpoon Torpedo. Yeah. If, if you get that reference, tweet us. Yes. We're not going to explain it. But if yeah. you get it, I'll think more of you. I will also. Um, yeah, we might make a comeback someday. You never know. Uh, we had lofty notions and then... Your stuff is still on YouTube, isn't it's it? It's still on YouTube. There's, a, there's a second, a uh, third Netflix from me. Go out, go check out Ken's Harpoon Torpedo stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Some of it is pretty good. It's actually, it's, yeah, it's not bad. And uh, some of it has got, got pretty good listens. Mm. Or not listens. Though you changed the spelling of Harpoon so not to be sued just in case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the U and a numpad. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, I, I said it listens. I'm, I'm too used to thinking about in, in podcast world. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it's got... Or, a, people close their eyes when they play it. It's got quite decent. Yeah, because it's terrible. <laughs> um, so I, I, I have a sword fight on YouTube if you can find uh, that. I find it hard to watch without cringing because I, I, I that's the same anytime i see my own face I, I i i'm acting in it and like i'm quite proud of some of it because like you know a lot of it's improvised and it's quite funny yeah uh, but it's hard it is hard i've done it myself and it is hard but um it's just a treasure trove of, of, of neat little moments especially the ones with the celebrities are kind of fun as well so yeah i've gotten over listening to my own voice that i think that's the uh, the, the greatest contribution of this podcast to yeah. me as a person 
I've gotten over the listening to my own voice thing. Every so often I'll say a word and like it'll sound like super cork or something when it yeah. comes out of my mouth. And I'm like, oh no, how did that come out of my mouth that way? Or like, do you know the times when like, you know, we've we've done this podcast when both of us were just like tired. Yeah, <laughs> I, I came straight from work for this show. So. And you just mumble that way and it's just like, why am I not saying words? <laughs> I'm saying nothing interesting. But anyway, Gar, moving on. My Thank sec- you for plugging my, my sketches, by the way, Gar. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, I just like they're pretty good. Thanks, Gar. What's your second pick? Uh, uh, after Raw on Monday, four in the morning, any and most reasonable human beings go to bed, I decided to watch How to Train Your Dragon 2 again. Of course. And can I deeply love that film. I deeply, deeply love the first one. So I was like, like I was super hyped for that second film. And I love it. I love both of those films. What do you make of the accusations that it copies The Lion King? I don't care. The Lion King copies Hamlet. Touche. Yeah. There you go. Everything copies something. But uh, I think it has great. It has a great. It has a great score. The characters are great. It has a great progression for the characters. It, yeah. It's 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 not like a sequel. It's like let's do the first thing again, except slightly different. It's like a a, a significantly different direction for the totally the different. characters. It's like Game of Thrones just kidified a little. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Garrett got a, a very cool. Uh, I did the Cordy T-shirt. Oh, you know, some, I, I fourth see, neck picks for Gar. I, I see most people have heard of Cordy or or something similar like T Fury or Yeti. Uh, they're kind of novelty T-shirts based on kind of pop culture media things, and usually mashups of some sort. And it's just like, yeah, those are cool T-shirts. And, and every so often you see one, and it's like they literally made that shirt for me. It, it, it's it's a, a toothless from How to Train Your Dragon and Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, except. Stitch is dressed up in a toothless costume and toothless is dressed up in a stitch costume. And I'm like, there is no world in which that is presented in front of me, Ken, and I do not buy it. So Gareth had like like you're supposed to have two. You told the people two at the start, yeah. and you've had four now. Bonus net picks. Ken's Ken's harpoon torpedo. Pew pew. You have to put your head down when you do that. And you Again, weird, do reference the, do the weird googly eyes. Yep. And um yeah, uh, Qwerty or Yeti or T Fury or T Public or any of the the, the like seventeen different. I think actually Qwerty, at the very least, they have a Dublin headquarters. Yeah, I think they're an Irish. They might not be an Irish company, but they do they do have a headquarters or an office in Dublin. I want to work for Qwerty. Yeah, damn it. But anyway, but yeah, that T-shirt is the best, and I'm pretty sure it, it's it's probably gone by now. And it's, they, it, they, it, tend, they, they tend to raise the price and keep it there for a few days. Yeah. So I got it for seven fifty because I it, Ed had a five a five euro discount voucher. And he's like, yeah, you can use it. So I got it for seven fifty. I got that shirt for seven euro fifty cent delivered, Ken. Sometimes it's popular. They'll extend their run or they'll bring it back later, but it will cost more money. Yep. So, yeah. What was I recommending? How to Drain Your Dragon 2. Brilliant <laughs> film. I also watched the first one, but the second one is on Netflix. And uh, it's a series of books as well. So And a series of um, TV shows. Yeah. So it's it's good. It's it's good entertainment. I wonder I have. I wonder how much they changed the books. Because like, you saw Guardians of the Galaxy or, or, or Big Hero 6 even. Where they, they they took the comic book character, which looked kind of hideous, yeah, and turned it into Baymax, which is adorable. Exactly. So they, I wonder did they do that much for the uh, the the film? They did. They did take quite a bit of license, with and for the, good reason. They made it better. But uh, some, some big Hero Six comic nerds are like, no. It's got action, adventure, excitement. I, I'm pitching it now for you guys. And great score. You great mentioned the score, but that score, John Powell's score, especially for both films, fantastic. It'll hit you right in the feels as well. Yeah. And I, I'm unconvinced the score is like a good like 40-50% of a film because it, it makes those emotional moments land. Like Star Wars, I'm I'm convinced Star Wars, more so than 40%, is like 80% John Williams' music. Makes sense. Like 80% of the success of those films is his music. 
uh, probably um, underscored by the fact that when we went to see the newest Star Wars for them, the the biggest pop from the crowd came from when the, the score hit at the start. Yeah. The, the Star Wars theme and his new his new theme is like uh, March of the Resistance for the Resistance and Ray's theme and Scavenger's theme, which are kind of variants on the same thing. Both brilliant pieces of music. He's so good at music. But how to train your dragon too? Yeah, <laughs> Gareth recommended so many things in the last <laughs> yeah, few. Yeah, just gave that every tangent possible. Yeah. Uh, Ken, my final pick this week is a Netflix comedy special. It's for now, for now, uh, for now. Until they increase their prices. And I'll still pay it. Yeah, it's I still, would. It's still uh, reasonable. I think we said when we did the streaming episode where like they could take off all of the archive content. Yeah. And I'd still pay a tenner a month for the original shows. Me too. So, there you go. You have me Netflix. Flix. Are you Damn happy it. now? Are you happy now? <laughs> Jack Whitehall gets around on Netflix. Um, I used to really hate Jack, Jack I Whitehall. Uh, we will clarify that is the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack Whitehall gets around is the name of his we're name. Not he cast- just get around on Netflix. Yeah, we're not casting any aspersions on his, uh, his, his uh, promiscuity up. or anything. Yeah, he promiscuously props up on just random shows. He's just like, hi there, guys. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a special that was filmed in the O2 in 2014. And it's just like, like really, like I used to really dislike Jack Whitehall because I thought he tried too hard and his posh gimmick was a bit annoying. Yeah. But like, you know, he's had shows like Fresh Meat and Bad Education, like which he had a direct uh, role in kind of producing or or writing. Kind of came to fame on a league of their own. A league of their own, and like he's just uh, he's very witty and he's very good at connecting the dots, which I love in a comedian. He's very quick, isn't he? Yeah, he's very quick and uh, he does that fan interaction that's not forced mm. uh he and, and he's not afraid to sacrifice his own dignity for the for the good of the the gag like which is you know some of these comedians take themselves very seriously like i'm an artist he's just like it's like to make people laugh i'll do whatever it takes you know <laughs> and uh I, like he's, he's very good at the kind of uh, uh, like uh, jokes i appreciate really are the ones that you know he'll, he'll just kind of lay the seeds earlier in the show and then he'll bring them full circle you know, you know that's yeah. the, the, the that's the goal of any comedian. But like, there's only a very few comedians who I think are actually skilled at that. He's one of them, and Daryl Green is another. So it's very funny. It's 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 a lot of laughs for for your nine ninety nine a month. So check it out. That's Jack Jack Whitehall gets around on Netflix. I assume it's about an hour, is it? Hour hour and a half, I think it was. Most of them are usually about an hour. Yeah. Uh, he has this really funny skit about the Lion King and his love of the Lion King that <laughs> kind of pays off throughout the show. It's very funny. And the Lion King, great film. Watch that film. Of course. Do you want to take us home, Gar? Six Netflix. That's all our picks for this week. We will have a break out our brand new set of Wikipedias. We have new Wikipedias, Ken. They're, they're break, broken down like A and B and C. Yeah. To find more of you in time for next week. I'm, uh, poor, I'm, I'll miss encyclopedias. I <laughs> As I detour from getting out of the segment. Is that yeah. your seventh Netflix, Gar? Yeah, I'll miss the idea. It's like breaking out a book. Because you, uh, you can discover things on Wikipedia. Yeah, because like you can click through links and stuff, so you can kind of fall down that rabbit hole. But like I like the idea of like here's everything we think about that begins with A. Yeah, work away. <laughs> but we'll have more for you next week. If you check out any of our recommendations, we'd love to know your thoughts on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash twskk or on Twitter at twskk. Just time for another break before we come right back to talk teen dystopian novels and movies. So do stick around. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TWSKK, Twitter at TWSKK, or search for TWSKK on YouTube. You're listening to the Weekend Show with myself, Ken Kidney, and my co-host, Garrett. With the success of the Hunger Games series, the young adult slash dystopian novel has become a genre all of its own, and 
with literally hundreds of titles floating around. Hundreds is an understatement. Could be getting into thousands. It is thousands. It's definitely th- If you go into like the Amazon Kindle shop, there is a never ending stream of the same looking book. Yeah. Like that's basically trying to copy the Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, it seems that every year now there is a new movie adaptation and a teen heartthrob we're supposed to care about uh, based on these books with many more on the pipeline. Yeah. Uh, this trend doesn't appear to be going anywhere anytime soon. So we thought we'd talk uh, this week about our love-hate relationship with the genre um, that has basically become a staple of the aughties. Yeah. I put that in there because I knew it would annoy you. I don't like the word aughties. It's terrible. Like like thousands. Can we just say thousands or two thousands? What about the two? We're in the 2010s now? Or? So, so well, well if, if these are the aughties, what's like... What's like the 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 two thousand tens, tenies, twenties, ten ten twenties. Two thousand two thousand ten is the aughties. Yeah. Uh. Well, and now we're still in that stuff. So like the tenies. We're in the tenies. Tenny. Oh no, that doesn't work for me. No. Anyway, that's not the point of this segment. What What's like the twenty ten? Yeah. Will we, ju- will we just go back to the 20s next decade? or I assume so. Because like once the people who said 20s in the first place die, yeah. it, it, it kind of comes full circle. It's retro. We can take it back. It's, it's, yeah, because it's, it's new to us because we weren't alive in the 20s. It's like very far from the 20s. But teen novels. Teen novels. It's funny. I uh, Someone randomly shared a book with me on Google Plus once or Google uh, Google Docs once. Oh, like I remember that. You showed that to me. It's just what was that guy's name? I don't want to say his name. Even if I didn't remember it, I haven't checked it in months, and I should check it. But he, I might have to check it while you're talking in a second yeah. to try and find it. But it was this gentleman who shared his novel with Garrett randomly. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even started. It was literally. It I, the last I saw it was literally just the first page, like a treatment of some kind. Yeah, but it was. It was one of these. It yeah. was like a, a boy who's special. You know, he's troubled in school, but he doesn't know why, and he, he lives in a, a fantasy mumbo jumbo world with mumbo jumbo words. Yeah, yeah. Was and it good? What, this I I didn't actually read it. This is what all of these are. You talk for a minute. I'm going to go try and find that to see if he updated it. <laughs> Should we read from it? Um, Would he kill us? I don't know. Would he sue us for that? What is that like? Even a cool thing to do? Well, basically, you've got the big players like the Hunger Games, Maze Runner, and Divergent. Which um, Maze Runner and Divergent are coming to an end this year, I think. They're they're theatrical runs anyway. Yep. And also, like, I extended to YA from. Uh, we were just going to talk about dystopian, but. I extend it to Twilight because, um, you know, how long uh, ranting. Have you watched any of the the, the Divergent films? Uh, I have not. They look terrible. Like they all have that same. Like we're gonna we're gonna go through some of the tropes in a minute, just to kind of just like just to, basically we're gonna basically build our own dystopian young yeah. adult novel by going through some of the tropes. That's no, our, he, that's, hasn't, he hasn't updated it since. Oh, do you want to read it a little bit? Uh, I to, don't know. <laughs> Is it cool to read someone else's book? No. Let's, <laughs> well, it's let's... been like four months, so he's probably given up on it. Yeah. Let's... And I'm pretty sure he's pretty young as well, like, because I tried to find out who it was. Yeah. I found, like, his Google Plus page. Yeah. So I think at most he's in his 20s, yeah. early 20s. So could he, could he sue it, us? Or she. I don't know. It's his, it's, it's, it's his intellectual property, I suppose. So technically he can. Yeah. You want to give us a blast, Gar? I'm not going to give you a blast. But um, we're too poor to get solved. Just give us the gist of it. Located in every major city is a small rift connecting the human world with that of the nightmare realm. That's all you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like that's all you need to know. <laughs> and it might be a very good book. It's it's pretty well written. Yeah. The first page. 
There's Japanese influences. The character's name is Takashi. Anyway, I don't want to read another person's book on the air without his permission. Okay. Even though I just read a line from it. Basically, the trick to creating a dystopia or this kind of, you know, future, not so future world that we're supposed to dread. uh, Kind of like, basically, they take a socio-political or socio-economic issue and crank it up by like 110%. And add like, usually zombies, vampires, something stupid. Yeah. And then it, then it creates... And then uh, a love triangle. Gotta have the love triangle. Guys, that's on my list, guys. Okay? Oh, sorry. You, you, gotta have the, you gotta have the love triangle. But basically, the whole point is creating this like kind of grim, hopeless world of tomorrow. Uh, basically, the best dystopian or young adult novels do it with several issues or better yet, all of them. Yeah. All the issues. All the issues. The Hunger Games has a, does that well in terms of world building. Yeah. It was like the, the idea of it, like really fascinated me yeah. but like the execution was just so annoying yeah there's so much wrong with those books but like the core like the core idea of there being this kind of imperial nation who who farms out all the work to these sectors and they basically keep, leeches from them like so they can maintain their own wealth and they keep them in check by forcing their children to fight each other every year <laughs> every year to kill literally kill them to, to, to show like as a show of force to, yeah. to that's a, that's, keep them down that's a brilliant idea and then the revolution that comes from that. That's interesting in theory, but like, especially on screen, I have a firm commitment that I will never, ever watch the third, the, the second part of the third Hunger Games. Films. I'll watch it eventually. I didn't go see it. it I went to see all the other films. It pissed me off so much. I went so to see much. the other three, but uh, I, I didn't go see the fourth. I gave up on the book as well. It's, I've read the first two books. I really liked the first two books and I actually gave up on the, on the third Hunger Games book. Her books got weaker as they went. What's her name? Uh, Suzanne Collins. Yeah, her works. Her her books got weaker as it went. It was went. so boring. Woe is me. Actually, I'm I, I the chosen lie, one. I prefer the second book. Yeah. Though that might have been because I read the second book after I saw the first film. Yeah. So I I knew the story of the first book when I read it. Basically, the third book is like Woe is me. I'm the chosen one. Yeah. And uh, 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 the chosen one guy. Yeah, the thing. chosen one is always a thing. Uh, Takashi in my friend's book there would have been the chosen one. Yeah. But um, I, if you watch the honest trailers. For the Hunger Games films. Yeah. They raise a very good point. Yes. Who would choose Peter? Over, over, what's his name? Uh, oh God. He's a Hemsworth. That's all you Uh, need to know. He's a Hemsworth, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who would choose Peter over a Hemsworth? Nobody can. Nobody on earth would choose Peter over a Hemsworth. And it's the same thing. It's like these thoroughly, probably really unlikable girls with bad personalities have these two like gorgeous guys fighting over them yeah like well peter but like but like generally that's the way these things work what katniss everdeen is not a likable person not at all she's a moody brooding bitch most of the time who who, who, (laughs) like basically keeps them at arm's length emotionally manipulates them same as bella swan in in uh in twilight like uh, who would you choose uh jacob duh so you or patser or sarah lautner Taylor Lautner. It would be Taylor Lautner. Of course it would be she Taylor She totally Lautner. fucks him about. Get out of here, you weird looking Orpats guy. Yeah. You died in Harry Potter and I was happy about it. <laughs> yeah. See, the Harry Potter, uh, the Irish lad from Harry Potter is being sued by his agent for like hundreds of thousands of euro. Yeah, because like, he owed him a lot of money and just spent it all. Yeah. Anyway, that's getting... That's a, a random detour. Yeah. But uh, here, here's some other things. But like, 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 that's the thing. Like, There's always this love triangle, as you said, Gar. But like, I find, like, for some reason... 
they, they try to make the, the girl in it or it's, it's a, lot, a lot of female leads these days which I don't have a problem with they try to make them seem really kind of strong and like independent like they don't need anyone but in the process make them seem like a total bitch that no one would want to fight over they tend to be like super kind of broody and heavy and like needlessly all the time sad yeah because and like who 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 wants to see that yeah. instead of being and there tends to be like no chemistry between any of them yeah it's just like why do any of you even like each other in the books and the films I, I think the, uh, well, the books are terrible. Well, they don't. They're not terrible. But the Hunger Games is, is the first, and it's actually good. Uh, the Twilight books is, are absolute. They started as freaking fan fiction. Literary garbage. No, that's. Uh, oh no, that's the other way around. The fan. No. Uh, it bred terrible <laughs> fan fiction. The uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight fan fiction. Yeah, Gale. Get your facts right, Gar. Gale. Gale and Peter. I had to look that up. It would have bugged me as well. Uh, as you kind of touched on earlier, it has to have some kind of evil totalitarian leader or regime. Yep. You know, boo capitalism and the establishment. Yeah, the Maze Runner is, is the people running the maze. Yeah. The um, what the Divergent series that does the same thing. Yeah. Though the Maze Runner has Patricia Pat Pat Clarkson and she's cool. Yeah. Maze Runner is kind of like uh, they're trying to save themselves by basically punishing this group of children. Yeah. Um, Have you? Because uh, there's like some virus or something, and those children are immune. And yeah, I think the maze is trying to work out why they're immune or something. Or I just keep know. them safe so they can kind of even though it's a maze full them. of terrible, horrible things. Yeah. That the central bit is safe. Have you seen the Maze Runner? I have seen two of them. You've seen the second one. I've seen most of it. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Because like the first one isn't a zombie film. No. And then the second one's just like zombies, and I'm like, I'm out. It's like totally lost it's, interest. It's it like, has fervent it can. I should be interested. It's like whoever wrote the the Maze Runner is like oh, they've already taken vampires and werewolves. What night? Yeah. Zombies? Zombies are still a thing. Zombies are a cool thing. But yeah, I, I was like I I was like I'm, I I checked out emotionally then. Gar, what about this guy? A young person will be thrust into a, a life threatening coming of age test to determine their future. Percy Jackson. Yeah. The Hunger Games, all of them. This is just like these are so by the numbers. I read all the Percy Jackson books, so I don't know what I can say. But still, <laughs> that's the thing. I like this stuff. That's uh, what annoys me too. Like, uh, what was that? But, film? but the thing about it, the reason you like it, it's just because it's so eminently consumable. Yeah. It's, it's just so dumb and simple that any it, it, it taps into that part of your brain where it appeals to anyone. Yeah, and I am number four. That was another one of those. And I was like, I like that film. But it's like, once you see that film, 17 times. I think it's the, the dystopian setting I'm getting most tired of. Yeah. Because, like, Percy Jackson isn't a dystopian film. Yeah. It's it's a film where, essentially... Fant a fantasy epic. But all, all, all Greek stuff is real. Greek mythology is real. Like, it seems like all these young adult novels and the 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 most popular ones that are getting made to films these days are all based on dy that dystopian kind of yeah the lonely bones theme. as well the, yeah. the, those, those, those that film i didn't see that film but it feels like no one cared the lovely bones or the, what was the name of that because they, they made the shadow hunters show the uh, TV show which is a spin-off uh bones bones is in there the instruments oh mortal instruments yeah, yes yeah. mortal instruments and yeah. I, I i've watched like five episodes of the shadow hunter yeah and it's literally all of these tropes yeah the girl and usually parents are either not there or one of them dies uh, uh this is my next one on my list guard the protagonist will not fit into the world they find themselves that they don't know why yeah. and uh, which often uh irks the authority yeah and it's usually because they're an orphan of some kind because, like, per Percy Jackson didn't have a dad because his dad turns out to be, like... Poseidon. Poseidon. Yeah. Um, Katniss doesn't have a mom, I don't think. What happened to Katniss's no, dad? No, Katniss has a mom. And that, Katniss's dad died in a, in a mine 
or oh, something yeah. like that. The, the mom's kind of gone a little bonks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all these are so predictable. I, I kind of love them. And, and like the, the best ones do this well, but the worst ones copy it. And it's just like, you could literally, you could have a drinking game while reading these books and be yeah. absolutely rat-faced three pages in or something. Because like, as I said, I was I was looking around because I'm reading a book, um, Off to be the Wizard is the first one. It's the Magic 2.0 series. Yeah. I read the first one ages ago. And since I didn't have any money, I didn't buy any of the other ones. But I, I got paid last week. So I bought the other, the, the next two. But it's literally like, boy... Send, finds magic powers sends himself back in time learns magic coming of age takes down evil people who run an empire that's the the, the plot of the first book spoilers um, <laughs> but it's not a spoiler if you can see everything that's coming and there's yeah. even a, there, there's even a little love triangle thrown in there too that they yeah. haven't developed yet because that's probably going to be in the sequel that's the thing because like, like sometimes it's like it feels like these authors write this book and they're like oh god I haven't got a love triangle it will never get made into a movie yeah. so I just like shoehorn it in there and yet here I am I actually I think I for some reason I got the first one for free yeah. or was that a different series like that no that was a different series like that kind of based on Peter Pan which I only read the first like three pages of and I was like maybe some other time yeah. rivaling factions separated by a world changing event <laughs> inequality class or social issue yeah yeah <laughs> it's, just, it's, just like... it's like we used to be like one people, but the thing happened and now we don't like each other. Yep. God, these things can. Hunger Games. I'm going to have these. Twilight, Vampires vs. Werewolves. Uh, the Simpsons did a very good spoof episode on this, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Where they, uh, Homer and Nicole were writing a book and they basically wrote every YA trope yeah. known to man and it became wildly successful and then there was a whole thing. But that was a good episode. I don't know what episode that is, but look it up. Yeah, kind of a sub point to that is like the whole society is based around this one very specific thing yeah. that happened or this one very specific kind of caveat or kind of like subversion of of of, of the norm uh so like like, like in the maze runner there's, there's those kids who are for some reason immune yeah and uh divergent there's they, they want to study why people are divergent yeah because like the, the, the idea in that film is is that everybody falls into groups yeah and then i'm not one of your groups yeah they're, they're assigned a task based on the group they're in but then the the people that they they can't put into categories are divergent and they're special for some reason. Come up with more categories. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid premise for a film. And they have special powers or something or some bullshit nonsense. Uh, like, my next point, Gar, you're, you're, you're like literally reading I'm my mind. I'm you. I haven't actually read the script, so I'm, I actually don't know. <laughs> Genetic manipulation. Yep. Uh, like, like The Hunger Games is like full of it and all those made up animals that sound dumb. <laughs> jaw, jaw jaggers are... Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Those, those, those books went off the rails. Yeah. History is dangerous, Gar. Yeah. That's the next one. In what way? Can you get? Can you fathom what that means? History is dangerous. No, what are you talking about? Anything from the past is strictly controlled or destroyed entirely. Like yeah. there's, there's like the there's something about the past that the government or leaders want to stay hidden. Yeah. Like they want to keep the people down. They don't want people to know about. I don't know, the promised land or any just. Yeah, but it's usually like you can distill this all down to special person who for some reason has some kind of power rebels against an authority to lead larger group of people into freedom of some sort. Yeah, and those those people, next point, those people, you know, those citizens are kept compliant uh, via some kind of hierarchy, hypnosis, drugs, brainwashing, you name it. Yep. They're kept down somewhere. They've done it. <laughs> yeah. So I said, uh, I might, and uh, that's it's basically it. But my main gripe with these things is, you know, The Hunger Games is a good book. It's a good series of books. It's a great idea. For the most part, it's well conceived and it's yeah. well, it's well. Films are boring, though. Well delivered, but the films are boring. But like 
these authors like they don't seem to want to be authors for author you know for the sake Some of being an author like, like optioned yeah. by film studios before they're ever released yeah that's uh, that's my my the, the, the only thing for me they just seem to write them like screenplays or to write them with the like they don't like like who cares if i sell books i just want it to be made into a film and like very like ready player one hits a lot of these tropes yeah but one is a good book and two steven spielberg's turning it into a film so he'll do a good job with that because I trust Steven Spielberg to make things that are good. Yeah, but like it just kind of annoys me these days that authors kind of uh, like it's not like I think for me like in my head maybe I'm a bit old fashioned. It's this kind of noble profession where you kind of struggle and you, you might you hit, have your story and you want to tell it. Exactly, you might hit upon it, but now it's like I have my story and I want to sell it. Yeah, well, that's hey, basically nice inversion of that like, there, Ken. Do you like that, Gar? Yeah, that was good wordplay. But uh, you know we're gonna play a little game, Gar, because yeah. uh, we're 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 prone to some some quizzes on the weekend show if you remember back to our halloween episode of 2015 we did a quiz of sci-fi films and whether or not they were real <laughs> yeah those kind of sci-fi horror kind of supernatural S- films super dumb cheap anaconda versus sharknado films and it's like i gave ken a quiz of either i i gave him a list of titles and whether or not i made them up or whether or not they were real my favorite was icy bread people yeah. which i'm going to commit to this now ken so it'll happen we will do a, a radio play version of for Halloween this year. I like it. I will write that script. Uh, if you can't remember, go back and listen to our Halloween episode. But our, uh, basically, the premise of it is that gingerbread man comes to life. Yep. That's going to be our... I, I'm going to write that for next year. <laughs> well, in fairness, and I might do a Twitter poll for this as well. It was Icy Bread People or A Night of the Living Bread or Dawn of the Bread. I like all of you those. can work they're all too good that's the problem so we're, i will write that and we will perform that as a radio play uh, the, the show closest to halloween so we're not going to reinvent the wheel here gar basically the whole reason i wanted to talk about this segment so we could have this game because it's gonna it's quiz fun. so gar i'll read a synopsis uh of a young adult slash dystopian novel okay so it could be young adult or dystopian those kind that kind of you know f- you know future not so distant future cautionary tale you know, special one, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, and you have to tell me if it's real or I've just made it up. Yep. I've left out character names uh, because it would probably just be too obvious which ones are which. To be yeah. honest. Are you going to Are you going to now write some of these too? Yeah, <laughs> I've committed to writing these because like I was writing the fake ones. And I was like, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I might make some money out of this. Uh, it's like I, I'm pretty sure some of these have already been optioned for films as well. Yeah. Ken's like, I'll direct that. <laughs> like, I got a call from Warner Brothers. I like, I don't know how they knew I was writing this stuff. They're like, uh, we'd like to option your uh, treatment there for, <laughs> yeah. for, a, for a script. But uh, are you ready, Gar? Okay. This first one is called The Academy. Okay. As the world nears extinction due to a dying sun going supernova, the leaders of mankind decide to colonize Mars. They build a giant spaceship called the Ark and fill it with all the resources needed for the long journey and to build a new world. So space is limited. Ooh. <laughs> that's a g- okay. I don't know if you wrote that or not, but that space is limited in space, which is infinitely expanding. Top-notch pun. In order to ensure the survival of the human race, it's decided that only a selection of the world's most intelligent children aged 6 to 18 will be given a place on the ship, along with world leaders and selected adults to care for the orphan children. Okay. Potentially qualifying children from all around the planet are sent to the academy to compete for a place. Hmm. Our male protagonist cheated on the test to gain entry to the competition and believes that the selection process is barbaric. Okay. Slowly, he rallies a group of similar thinking kids and instructors, uh, you know, the, the teachers at the college, to raise a rebellion and shut the academy down. All right. 
is it real or did, can make it up? Okay, because there's elements of this because it sounds, sounds kind of Ender's gamey. Yeah. With going to space and teaching kids and you know that, which the twist in Ender's game is super predictable. Yeah. But, um, and there's even a little Star Trek in there where he cheated on the test. Mm-hmm. So I I think you that's you drawing inspiration from other things. Fake. Ah, uh, that's correct. I made that up. Yeah. <laughs> It's, that's pretty good, that's though. That's pretty solid. That's not too bad. You yeah. can write that. <laughs> yeah. And I would probably make a few bucks out of that. This is the second one, Gareth, called Delirium. The story is set in Portland, Maine, an alternative present, so it's not the future. Fake. Civilization. Nothing set in Portland, Maine. Gareth, don't judge <laughs> All yet. right. All right. And just so people can play along at home, just like before you give your answer, give it a little pause so people can kind of... Last time I explained my reasoning. So people can do it too. Good job, Gareth. Civilization is concentrated in, in those cities which escaped have escaped severe bombings of decades past. Travel between cities is highly restricted. Electric fences separate the city from the wilds. This is like the, you know, the uncharted territory. Unregulated territory, which is presumed mostly destroyed by bombs. The totalitarian government. Oh, here it is. So trophy. <laughs> sorry, I lost my place. I'm sorry. Oh, God, Ken. Ruining everything. My tablet has been weird. Should I start again? No, it's too. This podcast is going to be too long. No, totalitarian government uh, teaches that love is a disease. I'm not reading that wrong, Gar. It's love is a disease. That is so stupid. Named Amor. <laughs> no, they've named it, Gar. Amor Deliria Nervosa. Why is love a disease? Commonly referred to as the Deliria, a surgical a surgical cure for the Deliria. Has been developed and it is mandatory for citizens of 18 years and over. Uh, our main character, who's female, has looked forward to the procedure for years, convinced that she is by the government uh, that that she's been convinced by the government that love is a horrible disease and she wants to get rid of it and and destroy it from mankind's system. <laughs> so the premise for this person's book is that there is a totalitarian government whose sole job is to hold down love. Yeah. Stop love from happening. Yeah. Uh, real. It is real, guy. The, the reason I knew it was real is because th- there's like words in it that you'd never come up with. Damn it. I should have, I, I, and I, as I was reading, it's like, I should hold those back. You'll know. Yeah. Like, so, like the, the name of the disease. It's like, that's something that would never come out of your head. But, but can we talk about this? Uh, love, Ken. Yeah. Love is a disease. Why is why do they have to hold love down? No, I know love is the drug, Gar, but I never knew it was the disease. But why do they want to hold it back? Because, I don't know. I didn't read too much into it. They, they, they do not like want children. The, the society will collapse. No one can fund their pensions, Ken. Young yeah. people are fundamental in running of economy. Because the more young people you have, the more you can feed into a pension system. So their economy is going to collapse. Never mind anything else, Ken. I don't think the young, young woman who wrote this book taught you much about it, to be honest. Yeah. Are you ready for your next one, Gary? I feel sorry if someone listens to the show. I'm <laughs> tearing apart their books. This next one. <laughs> it might be a good book. Who yeah. knows? Your blurb is, like, just stupid. <laughs> this next one is called Matched. Oh, okay. Uh, in the society... Uh, uh, in this, in this, is, uh, is the society in caps? Uh, no. Okay. It's a society that... Uh, you know, the society of this book. Mm-hmm. Officials decide who you love, where you work, when you die. Our female lead has always trusted, uh, trusted their choices. She's always thought that they knew best, care, which is... It sounds like the last book. It's <laughs> that's, that's probably Gary. Are you not getting that they're all the same? <laughs> that's very true. It's hardly any price to pay for a long life, the perfect job, the ideal mate. You're really selling this one. 
So when her, I'm really proud of this one. So, so, <laughs> so, so when her best friend appears on the matching screen, she knows with complete certainty that he is the one, Ooh. the one gar. Until she sees another face flash up for just an instant, and the screen goes to black. Now she is oh, faced the conflict, Ken. Now, the conflict. Now she is faced with an impossible choice between two boys, between the only life she's known and a path that no one else has ever dared to follow, between pa- perfection and passion. It's clearly fake because you sold far too much out of it. That's uh, real. Oh no! You're too convincing. That's <laughs> too much like the last one. But it's like it's, it's like uh, it's like uh, you know Les Mis. Yeah. It's when when he sees her for like two seconds and he's like, I'm deeply in love and must chase her down. Yeah. It's like that's this one. It's like this is the person who you're like. This is who our algorithm says you should be matched with. But then catches a fleeting glance. And it's like I fell in love in just one day. That's complete. That was completely deliberate. I, I put two similar ones in there. I sold it just to try. And yeah, you resold it. You sold that one. I was like, oh, you, you totally, you totally. So wrote that's it. two right and one wrong so far. Yep. How many are there? There's loads. There's, there's only a few more. <laughs> Three more. This next one is called Ministry of Z. Okay. A race of hyper intelligent zombies have taken over the United <laughs> Kingdom. And insta- wait, how 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 are they zombies then? Like, are they like smart zombies? But if they bite you, you still turn into a zombie. Yes. Are they like super smart? Yes. Are they super smart? But like every so often, they're like brains. Both those things. They're overcome by the urge. Gar- for I don't know. I just I just copy and pasted, so I don't know the exact details. Okay. And insta- basically, they or take. Did you copy and paste? A race. Do of- you actually? Did know I? All of the details. You can't ask her. Don't, 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 I know, I know. Keep, keep reading. Keep reading. A race of hyper-intelligent zombies have taken over the United Kingdom and installed their own anti-human regime. Humans are kept in a mass slum city surrounded by a massive wall. Why don't they just turn them into zombies too? Let me read it. They're like elitist. Oh, maybe if they turn the people, the people will also turn into super smart zombies. So, like so they don't want their smartness to be kind of, you know... Yeah. Challenge. So they look down on humans. They don't like. We're the perfect beings. You're not gonna be. You you don't get to be like us. But then every so often they're hungry and so they feed on them. Okay, this makes sense. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on board. The strong are made to work in internment camps, while the weak are kept on farms and bred as food for the zombie elite. A zombie guard from one of the prison camps falls in love with one of her his female prisoners. They risk all to be together, but find themselves on opposite sides of a civil war that threatens to wipe out both races. <laughs> they unite their... So they must... a zombie and a person has fallen in love. Yeah, shut up a second. Okay. This is the last line. They must reunite their respective groups before all is lost. Okay. This is like the, the plot of... um. What's that one with Nicholas Holt? Uh, Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies, you know, or there's a zombie who falls in love with a person. Yeah. So did you steal from Warm Bodies? Just like the first one you stole from Ender's Or someone, someone else steal from it. Or did Warm Bodies steal from this? Maybe this is the book Warm Bodies was based upon. Ooh, that's that's a different one altogether, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It's because the zombies weren't super smart in Warm Bodies, so I'm going to dismiss that thought. But you, uh, you mentioned earlier, Gary, that Big Hero 6 was based on a, a comic book, but it didn't take much of, in, ins- of their inspiration from it. That's true. The fact that the why would the zombie fall in love? Surely the the, the zombie, the super smart zombie, would want to eat the person. This was the, the the plot of um. You don't eat people you love, Karen. That's true. And the plot of Warm Bodies was that love was. I actually like that. That is a, a, a resolution that love was the cure. Yeah. That is a really nice little resolution. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing altogether. Um, <laughs> fake. Ah shit! Yeah, it's fake. Yeah. It's good though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
I was right. I think this is the most one I was most proud of. It's the one you're going to write. Yeah. It's going to be Ken's first book. Uh, Ministry of Z. Z for zombie. Of, of course. course. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for the next one, Gar? Yep. This next one is called One Child. Ooh. Set in America in the not too distant future, a military government institutes a one child policy to stem overpopulation, which has bred to a, led to a breakdown in civilized society and third world conditions. So China. Basically, <laughs> a breakaway group forms a secret society called Eve, where they, uh, it's a secret city, essentially. It's called Eve, where they. I prefer if they were called like 2.4 child white picket fence. <laughs> that would be pretty. That would at least be funny. Where they are free to have as many children as they wish. After a decade of raising their families in peace, the ruling government uncovered the city, sending an army to wipe out all the firstborns in a show of force called Operation Passover. <laughs> On the nose, much? <laughs> much uh, blood is shed until the young men and women of Eve band wait, they to- kill the babies? No, the, the firstborns, they could be teenagers as well. or whatever. Yeah, but, but it could be babies. Because the government come to the, the, the Eve town yeah. to kill all the, the people. The firstborns. Oh. Or like the like the firstborns are the ones who who aren't like so surely they should kill the not firstborns because the firstborns technically don't break the law. Okay. Technically, the nextborns break the law because you can have one kid anyway. So I, I their operation Passover their 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 metaphor is wrong. Much blood is shed until the young men and women of Eve band together to push back the soldiers and barricade the city, leading to a life and death siege where only one way of life will survive. Ooh. Surely the the the, uh, the overwhelming numbers are uh, in favor of the totalitarian elite trying to keep the people down. Yeah, but Karen, that's the that's the is the leader like a child who was only born because of the the, the two child policy or two plus child policy? Yes. Is it actually? Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. I, mean, I may got this wrong because like this was the one one I didn't copy and paste. Like I actually typed it in I like because it's a really long synopsis so I took parts of it mm. so it could be like that they killed everyone but the firstborn or did you make it up perhaps I did and that's the reason there's plot holes well there's plot holes in all of these books here. <laughs> this is going to be a very long podcast yeah. real ah uh, it's fake ah no it's like you asked yeah your stupid Passover thing yeah <laughs> which I was like you're wrong about it See, it shouldn't be I, Passover I really, I really kicking myself when, I, when you said that because I totally that is a major plot hole that I didn't <laughs> yeah. then, I, then I actually managed to talk you into it damn it it's like oh God, I didn't make a mistake I just noticed that when you mentioned it <laughs> this is the reason if you ever write that I should be your editor the last one Gar we, uh, we're going on for a long long we, time yeah. this is going to be a very short podcast until we started this but yeah anyway I think it's going to be fun for the, for the listeners at home. And if you like this quiz, let us know what you think. Post your score on Twitter. Post your score on Twitter. We should have said play along earlier, but... Eh. Yeah. <laughs> we should have. Like, I think people do play along anyway, because like, they want... So this is one's called The Selection Gar. Mm-hmm. For 35 girls, the selection is the chance of a lifetime. The opportunity to escape a, the life laid out for them since birth. To be swept up... But it's not what it seemed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To be swept up in, in a world of glittering gowns and priceless jewels. To live in a palace and compete for the heart of the gorgeous prince whose name I've excluded because it's, it's, it's I, I could, spoilers spoilers plus gorgeous prince yeah that's all you need to know <laughs> yeah, I would have been sold on gorgeous prince but for our female protagonists being selected is a nightmare it means turning her back on her secret love at home who is a cast who is in oh, who is in a cast below her <laughs> this is this is a Gail Peter thing all over again yeah, isn't so it so basically there's cast the cast system and he's in the cast below her mm-hmm. leaving her home to enter a fierce competition for a crown she doesn't want 
uh, living in a palace that is constantly threatened by violent rebel attacks. Then the our lead character, who is a girl, meets the prince. Gradually, she starts to question all the plans she had made for herself and realizes that the life she always dreamed of may not compare to the future she never imagined. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. What am I? I'm three and two at the moment, am I? You're three and two, yeah. So this is to determine whether I go 50-50 or like whatever... Yeah. Four divided into six is. What do you What do you win basically? Yeah, I think you got five and got five wrong in our first one. Yeah, it was pretty so bad. It's basically to determine whether or not I'm equal to you at this or yeah. uh, better. Okay. So it's it's it, it's a Gail Peter thing again. So I, I question the plot because again, who wouldn't choose the prince? Yeah. Because in my head, the prince. Because I watched Into the Woods recently, the prince is probably going to be played played by like Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling or someone like that. Someone yeah. like super charming and funny or Chris Pine. It was that and that. Who are three interchangeable human beings in my head. Um, real. It's real, girl. Yeah! I'm above average. So you, you, you did succeed. You got more right than you got wrong. Yep. Um, I was pretty good, though. Some of those ones I made up were pretty pretty solid. Ken's going to go right in them furiously. Yeah, so it's like, they'll be up on Amazon by morning. Project Passover is going to be cut, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's our show, Ken. Or at least that's our segment. That's our segment. Uh... How do you do? How did you do in uh, in our challenge? Or what's your take on the young adult genre? Make your voice heard on Twitter at twskk, or if you'd prefer, you can send us a message on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash twskk, or write us a blurb for your own teen dystopian novel, and, we, or, and tweet us at it, and then we'll steal it and we, write it, and we become multimillionaires. Disclaimer: Anything you send us will be our property. Genius. That's the thing you can do. We'll be right back to wrap up the show with details on next week's episode. Stay with us. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com slash TWSKK or find us on iTunes. Okay, dystopians. That's our show for this week. Thank you for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast. You can find a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. Make sure to bookmark the link so you never miss an episode. Incidentally, you can also track us down on iTunes. Speaking of which, if you are a team weekend show, why not write us a review? It really helps. You'd be team awful if you weren't. Yeah, like team Orpats. Who wants to be on team Orpats? Like Taylor Lautner of the same team. Yeah. Or if you like, uh, if you're if you're team uh, other guy, we're also that. We live snippets of our best bits on YouTube. Just search TWSKK. Gar, Gar will update it. He will update it. I'm okay. looking at him now. Okay. Okay. You can track us down and show your support on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK or TWSKK. Those are the oh, can you so? I think you, that's the first time you bungled the social media plugs in ages. I know. Like sometimes I say it and I brush past it, but I feel like if I say twisting, people going to go and they're like in their in their browsers and they're like i can't find the website <laughs> he said twiskusa or they're doing you know like google has the the, 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 the voice search yeah okay google it's like twiskuka and then they rewind it for you saying it and they play it still can't find it exactly uh besides that where, where can they find us on twitter guys ask you we were brought to you this week by our sponsor the capital yeah they're keeping us down ken this is our rebel podcast out to you loyal rebel listeners Oh god, they found us, Gareth. Get out of here. 
Next week, we talk TV time shows and question if the genre has become outdated. Inspired by our American Idol stuff earlier. Exactly. Uh, can the likes of The X Factor and, uh, and American Idol be saved from extinction? Well, American Idol can't end Well, it might come back as went. It will. As you mentioned earlier, be sure to tune in next week and have your say. Our theme music is by the very talented Mr. John. And until next time, say goodbye, girl. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody.